and welcome to Alcoholics with Terrain Myricks. I am Terrain Myricks. Thank you guys so much for listening to me. This is actually going to be the first show that I have without another guest. So this is going to just be uh, me going uh, off the rails and uh, forgetting what the topics are and talking about whatever I want. Um, so I do appreciate everybody listening to me. I very much appreciate that. That's awesome. Um, I would like to start with housekeeping up up at the top. Um, I am playing a show tonight at Trippin' Billy, uh, with my band Japan 4. Uh, that's Impossible PA. Please come out and support. That's awesome. If you don't, I will find you, and you won't like that. But, (laughs) um, I will say, thank you so much for, uh, listening to this podcast. It is literally crazy that that happens. So... Let's just get in to the super crazy stuff that happens. So, let's start with Helsinki. Um, President-in-chief and definitely not qualified dude who to run a fucking subway uh, went to Helsinki to talk with the press, to talk with um, President Vladimir Putin... And it couldn't have gone any worse. Not any worse. Uh, literally, and I, I say this, I say this because Fox News, Neil Cavuto from Fox News, called it disgusting. It was insane. The president went in front of uh, the press in. Helsinki, in front of the press, in front of um, Vladimir Putin, and questioned the U.S. In- U.S. intelligence, questioned everything we've learned, questioned everything that we have fought to find out about what's happening with uh, the specific uh, investigations that are going on. Um, mostly because, unfortunately... Our president's involved in that. Um, the president of the United States does not like the idea that he is involved in uh, super fun <laughs> allegations about treason and uh, election tampering and colluding with a national with a foreign with a foreign government to obtain power and use that power to exert it over the United States by. By colluding with a foreign government. That's not fun for him. Those aren't fun topics for this guy. Which makes sense. He's mostly used to figuring out if he needs to fire Gary Busey or Meatloaf. He doesn't know what specifically is happening here. But this is a specific problem that's happening here. This is a problem now. This is... Not in the realm of, well, this is ridiculous and made up. This is real. We've had the Mueller investigation going on almost since the inception of the Trump presidency. It's been for a long time. And Donald Trump continues to call this a witch hunt. He calls uh, everything Mueller, uh, everything Robert Mueller, I say Mueller, I know it's Mueller, 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 I can't think of another name for it because it's either Mueller, 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 or Mueller. 
But everything that he does, he's he he keeps he is continuing the investigation into um, the Trump campaign, um, into uh, the Russians, possibly uh, possibly uh, tampering with our elections, and he. Every time there's a every time there's a spot where he doesn't believe where every time there's a spot where it's possible that he could be exposed, every time there's a spot where he could be um, exposed as someone who's possibly uh, working with them or someone who is hired a person who could possibly work with them. He's like it's ridiculous, it's disgusting. It's awful. It's crazy how you can accuse me of doing this kind of thing. But at every turn, we don't we don't end up finding like there's never a, a point where we find Oh hey. Turns out it looks like there was no collusion. And it happened to just kind of be an accident where Russia helped out the Trump campaign accidentally. Everywhere you look, everywhere that Mueller looks, everywhere that any intelligence agent looks, it's happened. It's happened. It's happened in almost every sense. And every time we say... President Trump, this has happened, and it looks like it happened to help you. It turns out that the president has an answer for that, which is, where are Hillary's emails? Where are Hillary Clinton's emails? There are emails out there that Russia didn't find, and there were Hillary's, and where are they? He's willful, willfully ignorant of all of all of the nonsense that's happening in front of him. He refuses, refuses to take any sort of responsibility or credibility or understanding of those things. All of them. It's it's baffling. Um, like I said, Helsinki was literally, we all watched, we watched as the President of the United States, um, after the, after, na our, our National Intelligence Agency, uh, Dan Coates, who's the head of, the National Intelligence Agency said, the Russians did this. They attempted to intervene in an American election. They wanted to change the results of, Ameri of, an, of an American election, and they wanted to do it for you, President Trump. They wanted to make this something that you would win. They didn't want the other side to win. They wanted you to win. And then you have to ask yourself why. You have to ask yourself, as a human being, why... No, not as a human being. I'm oh, sorry. As an American, 
You have to ask yourself as an American, why would they want Donald Trump to win this election? And that's my problem, because I keep getting down this thing where I don't want to make it as Donald Trump is the antithesis of what we're looking for as Americans. Or Donald Trump is the antithesis of what it is to be an American, because I'm not necessarily believing that. He wants to make money, he wants to be happy, he wants to have sex with whomever, which we'll get to later. But those are all American ideals, for the most part. We, American, as Americans, we want to make money. As Americans, we want to live a happy and fulfilled life. But we found, we've, he's seemed to have found someone who will literally just take what he says where he wants, he's like, I want all of these things. And then they're like, yeah, you also want to be the most powerful person, right? And he says, yes. And it, it may be because he's Donald Trump and that's what happens with Donald Trump where he's like, I need to be the best. I need to be number one. I need to be the top man on the chopping block. But then completely ignores and forgets all of everything that's below. That, all, not below, but like everything he's responsible for. He's responsible for this country. He's responsible for making sure that we're secure, making sure that we are safe, making sure that when we're not safe, we find the threats that don't that make us not safe and deal with those threats. That's just that's easy. That's something that a toddler can do. If you set a toddler up to be the chief of staff, their top two things would likely be... Well, I'm sorry. Their top two things would likely be... I want to make my family safe. I want to make my friends safe. Switch out family and friends. I want to make the people I voted for safe. I want to make the people that didn't vote for me safe. He's not doing that. And he refuses to do that. He refuses to do that to the point where Neil Cavuto, a Fox anchor, and this isn't this isn't Shep Smith, a, a Fox anchor who at least goes on on the on screen and says this is nonsense. This is a Fox anchor who will like Sean Hannity back him in everything he says. This is a Fox anchor who says this is this is not he's not defending our country. So many people, so many media figures, so many people in the know said he's not defending our country. He will go out and tell the, tell the world in a, in a press conference, yes, the national... Our national intelligence says that um, Russia intervened in the election. I don't believe it. Because Vladimir Putin said he didn't. It's hard 
to deal with the fact that a guy is literally okay with selling out our country so hard to keep his power. Like, he'll do it to the point where I know that a lot of people don't like Nancy Pelosi, the Democratic leader, the Democratic House leader. They, they hate her. I admit it. A lot of people hate Nancy Pelosi. Look at poll after poll. They don't like Nancy Pelosi. But if you poll the nation, if they said, if the question was, do you like Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi versus uh, Russian president, i.e. Russian dictator, essentially, uh, Vladimir Putin, which one do you like? The nation is going to pick Nancy Pelosi. Not the Republican nation. The Republican nation is going to pick Vladimir Putin. And that's sad. We've, we've lived in... We now live in a situation where it's really sad. It's sad because we go out of our way to not find news sources that are helpful to us. Like, a lot of people won't go out of their way to find something that may be the opposite of them, but maybe from a reputable source. I'll admit, I 100% am a liberal's liberal. I'm not going to go out of my way to find an, a Breitbart article to discredit things that I believe or know. But if you find things on, like, and I'll say this is a right wing, The Hill, I will at least give it some, some sort of second thought. I will look into this. Because it's important. It's important to find things that you don't necessarily agree with. And understand where things are coming from. But anyway... Back to where we were, the president sold out the fucking country. This isn't a this isn't a right or left issue. This is an American issue. The president of the United States went in front of press cameras around the world. Journalists around the world. A, a nation's leader from around the world, from our adversary, who I have already given credit to Mitt Romney um, when Mitt Romney was in a debate with um, former President Barack Obama, who I voted for and supported way more than Mitt Romney, said out loud, Russia is our biggest geopolitical foe. And I thought, along with Obama, that's fucking stupid. He's not. I was wrong. Obama was wrong. About this specific issue, Barack Obama was wrong. And so were the rest of us. When we laughed, when Obama made that quip about, <laughs> it was a problem when we were all riding horseback. 
We were wrong. We were absolutely wrong. And Mitt Romney was right. And he's going to be the senator in goddamn Utah now, so I guess I should shut up because he's got this. He's fine. He'll land on his feet. But we have, we have a problem. We have a problem nationally where this is okay. For some people, this is completely okay because for some people, we don't know what's going on, right? We, we're not specifically interested in what's happening. Trump has a, a, a visit in Helsinki and we are like, cool, whatever. He's going to embarrass us. Why isn't the London Trump baby blimp there? <laughs> but it's a problem. Because Donald Trump, as the president of the United States, is compromised, is completely baffled by everything that's going on around him, and is unqualified to have not only any sort of actual understanding of this and I'm not saying I'm not saying that a lot of us liberals are I'm not I would I would agree that I'm in the Trump position where I should not be the president I'm not and I shouldn't but he is and that's a problem that's a huge problem he has no idea what's going on. He has no idea what's happening around him. He has no idea how to handle diplomacy, how to handle uh, strength. Because his immediate position was, I'll give up whatever strength I have with this person. Which then harkens back to what the fuck is going on with the Russia investigation. What's going on? Donald Trump is also under investigation. Donald Trump is under, mixed, under investigation in the same way that these Russian agents are. In the same way that Michael Cohen was until he decided he was going to back out. Like, in the same way that Michael Flynn was before he got charged, or Paul Manafort was before he got charged, these people worked closely with him and are now under intense scrutiny. Because this is a, this is a huge deal. This is a crazy big deal. There's no way to square what's going on and pretend that the guy up top had no idea what was going on. And that's what we're kind of slowly seeing. We see, like, Donald Trump say that this is a witch hunt. We see Donald Trump say this... The Russia investigation is a witch hunt. He said in front of Vladimir Putin that the Mueller investigation is a witch hunt. 
or sorry, not the Trump. It's a disgrace or disaster or whatever the fuck he says because he uses disgrace or disaster. That's what he uses. But it's honestly, if you look at it, if you look at what's happening, if you look at you don't. So, I read about witch hunts. I read about us. Not us. i sorry. I read about, um... Ye old Americans. <laughs> burning witches at the stake. Because they believe that they are... Witches. They believe that they have powers. They believe they're using their powers correctly. They burned them. They had absolutely no proof except that they were women who were doing things we didn't like. Donald Trump? The problem with the witch hunt that he has is a lot of his witches pled guilty to crimes. A lot of his witches are now giving information about crimes that others have committed. It's not witches anymore. It's a legitimate problem that we need to need to address. It's hard because when you want to, I want to talk about Helsinki for a really long time because I legitimately believe that this was one of the many moments and one of the most significant moments where our current president sold the American people out, where he decided that our national security was dumb. Vladimir Putin told me... Vladimir Putin told me that we're fine and that there was no problem and he didn't do it, so why don't I believe that? And to me, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. It's a huge problem that we have a president of the United States that's completely okay with allowing that to happen with allowing the gaslighting of Putin to come over him where Putin's like we didn't do anything don't worry about it and because of his compromised position he says it's fine nothing happened but I will now pivot to another topic because this is a comedy podcast <laughs> And I spent about fucking 20 minutes on a really shitty, not fun topic. So, let's go to Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen, the, um, Trump's former lawyer, Trump's former straight up just guy in charge, guy in charge lawyer says that he, according to the New York Times, he secretly taped Trump discussing payment to a ploy, Playboy model. Sorry. Um, Michael, um, uh, that's what it says on the New York Times. I'm not trying to get sued. That's what it says in the New York Times. New York Times said it. I didn't say it. I'm, I'm repeating it. Please don't sue me. I'm way too small to get sued. No one's suing alcoholics for anything. Um, so, Michael Cohen decided that he... Michael Cohen, the former... Um, Trump lawyer, the former um, Sean Hanley lawyer, 
The former guy who literally just went, I'm a lawyer, how much money do you want me to give this lady? <laughs> this guy uh, decided that he's going to decide to step out in the light, step out into the, step in the bright light. Um, he wanted to be the guy who is no longer just backing Trump for whatever. He's He's got an agenda, not an agenda, but he's got a, um, <laughs> he's got a, he's got principles. And he will not waver from those principles. He will not just do whatever anymore. This isn't a, I'll pay whatever lady off anymore. This is, this is important to the country. And, um, I understand this whole thing is ridiculous and hilarious. Um, Michael Cohen having tapes about Trump saying, saying these things. I get it. But I also wanted to relate it to um, the conundrum liberals have. Uh, Michael Cohen is on the side, now he's on the side of justice. He's on the side of making sure that the right thing happens. He, I, I'm not sure if he renounced his Republican Party membership or if he just specifically put in a, a letter telling them about how some of the policies they had were wrong. But that's what he did. Michael Cohen is the guy who's now like, I'm trying to err on the side of angels now. And that's great. And that would be great if you didn't first help stick us with this fucking guy. If you didn't first help stick us with the worst person that was possible to be the president, if you didn't first stick us with a guy who had no morals, no justifications, no, no, no possible way of redeeming himself to the people, ever, ever. Michael Cohen just says things, he's like, well, no, I'm not, I'm not on his side anymore because my lawyer said I shouldn't be. Like, that's what's happening with Michael Cohen. And I don't want it to be, I don't want it to, I don't want there to be any sort of, like, crazy, uh, unrealistic thought about that. That's what's happening. Michael Cohen has no scruples, the same as President Trump, but President Trump is the fucking president. Michael Cohen doesn't have to have those scruples. He doesn't have to have any of those thoughts. He doesn't have to have the, should I think this way? Or should I think that way? Should I have, should I, should I maybe do this differently? President Trump doesn't have to have that. Michael Cohen didn't have to have that before he got picked up by the fucking FBI. Or, sorry, before he got picked up by law enforcement. He didn't have to have those things. He didn't have to have any of those things. He had nothing. He was just a guy who was working for President Trump. He was, he was more tall, less elf-like Jeff Sessions. And now he's in a situation where 
he's like, my freedom's on the line. And I kind of like, this is just me, as you know, this is, I'm, on my, I'm by myself on this podcast, this is rough, by the way. I am, this, I see this as a um, situation where I can make it comparable to James Comey. James Comey was a guy. James Comey was the uh, uh, leader of the FBI. James Comey decided that during the election he was going to point out that we were still looking into Hillary Clinton's emails. And he didn't just decide to point that out in a random time frame. He decided to point that out um, a couple weeks before the election. No, sorry. It was a week. Sorry, my apologies. A week before the fucking election. A week. By the way, did not point out that he was looking into Donald Trump, which the FBI was. That didn't happen. But we need to make sure that everyone knows that we're looking into Hillary Clinton. And it was because Hillary Clinton was the shoe-in to win this election. Hillary Clinton was going to win. It was over. It, doesn't, it didn't matter. None of it mattered. Game over. But that's not what happened. We didn't get President Hillary Clinton, the person that we will, that we all hate and will out, uh, that we will vote out in her first term. That's not what happened. By the way, would not hate her and love Hillary Clinton. Um, I've said this on podcasts before, and I will say this on this podcast currently. Love HRC. <laughs> but we wouldn't have lost Hillary. Like, Hillary Clinton would have been there, and these Supreme Court decisions, i.e. Gorsuch and fucking Brett Kavanaugh, the guy, let's just be honest, the guy who said the President of the United States shouldn't be under fucking investigation, which is crazy, and which just kind of highlights what the current President is obsessed with, which is, I found a guy who will say he will not indict me at all. I won't lose my job. That's not a thing that President... You wouldn't have to worry about that with President Hillary Clinton. First of all, because she wouldn't have been under investigation when she was in the presidency. But secondly, she's not picking people based on that. She's picking people based on what they believe is fair and what they believe is just. And I'm not going to spend this whole time talking about why I fucking love Hillary Clinton and why I think she would pick amazing Supreme Court justices because I'm an idiot. And I know a lot of people don't listen... I know a lot of people who listen to this don't like Hillary Clinton. Anyway. <laughs> Back to where I was going, or where I was. Michael Cohen didn't do this to make himself a martyr. He didn't do this to make himself... The guy who's like, I saved us. I saved us because I stopped him. And if that's what he thinks, he's wrong. 
and that needs to be said out loud. He's fucking wrong. He didn't do it to stop them. He did it... He... He got Trump where he was because that was beneficial to him. And now that he's under investigation and it's not beneficial to him, he will get Trump out of where he is. Not will. He will try to. It's ridiculous. We keep... Liberals did this with James Comey. When James Comey came out, and said, we're looking into these emails from Anthony Weiner's computer regarding Hillary Clinton. We all went, what's happening? Let's talk about all these emails. And then James Comey was like, good. I settled down the people who were behind me. I settled down all of my contractors, all of my, sorry, my, not contractors, sorry, detractors. I settled down all of the people who were uh, against what was going on, we I made sure that we were we were even. We were super even. But the problem was there was another person under investigation. That person's name was Donald Trump, and that was not disclosed to the fucking country. And it's hard when we get those things, and then people are like, "Oh, I did it because." I was trying to make sure that it was all fair. It's not. It's not fair. Michael Cohen, you can come out with all of the things that you want, and if they impeach Donald Trump, I would love it, but I will not love you. And I don't think anyone, any other person should. Michael Cohen was willing to sit by, watch our democracy get hijacked, Watch everything, all of our demo, uh, democratic institutions turn to dust. And I mean small, I don't mean uh, democratic as in the Democratic Party institutions. I mean just democratic institutions. I mean, we watch those turn to dust. Literally. The, not literally, sorry. The, the current president of the United States does not care. And will do whatever he will do to keep his power. And we cheer on someone who's not doing anything. Except the right thing right now. And the right thing literally is going to keep him out of prison. That's a problem. Oof. This feels sad. We're going to go. We're going to move on. And we're going to talk about two more things. This is going to be a smaller episode. I do appreciate everyone who's still listening and isn't, like, off-put by my super melancholy tone. <laughs> or, not melancholy, really just kind of, like, defeatist. Because it's it's hurtful. I, these, these fucking people doing these things all the time, going out of their way... To make things ridiculously dumb and hard for for regular working people is nuts. The the Trump tax cuts, which didn't help anyone, and which is why they're not popular. The the fact that they keep trying to 
uh, pushback, repeal the ACA, which literally has more people insured than at any time in hit like in American history. It's nuts. And I know it's shitty, and it's shitty. And I'm not trying to be the wet blanket. I'm not trying to be the guy who's like, it won't get better. Because it can. It absolutely can get better. And I don't want to be the wet blanket who's like, it can't get better and it's, I want to be sad on this podcast. Because I don't, I want this podcast to be a fun comedy podcast, which is why I'm a fucking guest, but no one's here to check me. <laughs> On the nonsense that's happening. So. We're going to step into. Local politics. A little bit. We're going to talk about specifically Pennsylvania. And specifically. Our gubernatorial candidate. Scott Wagner. Now. Scott Wagner. Is a right wing zealot. Random nonsense candidate. uh, From the Republican Party. That's running against uh, candidate Tom Wolf, who I will just be real, real, real with you guys right now. I'm voting for. Uh, voting for Tom Wolf. No fucking questions asked. <laughs> Actually, no. I asked a lot of questions, and they asked a lot, they answered a lot of questions. Um, but um, Tom Wolf, sorry, Scott Wagner held a uh, he had like a town hall style event. But it seemed like it was in like a I, I, I don't remember I don't know where it was specifically. Because it was in like a small room. It was a very small room. And um, there was a person who was there. There was a woman. An eighteen year old woman. By the way, when she's eighteen, she's a fucking woman. I'm not sure if Scott Wagner knows that, but when she's eighteen, she's a woman. She was an American woman, a Pennsylvanian woman, asking about Scott Wagner and his position on climate change. And she made it clear that she was, she mentioned the fact that Scott Wagner takes a lot of money from fossil fuel industry, from the fossil fuel industry. Which is very important. Scott Wagner, you do take a lot of money from the fossil fuel industry, and that needs to be explained. If you're going to if you're going to explain it in the sense that you acknowledge that climate change is real. And you acknowledge that the the money that you take from these people, uh, these specific places, are not helpful in the fight against climate change. But Scott didn't want to do that. Scott Wagner didn't want to do that. He decided that instead, he was going to condescend this woman. He decided that instead of, um, you know, just giving her an actual answer, giving her a shot, he called an 18-year-old woman young and naive. Young and naive. And you know what? That's so dumb. That's dumb for a a bunch of reasons. One, I'm 27. Just turned 27. And honestly, I wouldn't say I'm naive, but I think that she knew more than I did. I couldn't, 
I think if I would ask her a bunch of questions about this, she would destroy me in any sort of conversation we had. But that's not the point. The point is, this human person running for Senate who decided to use, sorry, running for governor, who decided to use that specific time period to say, well, are we electing a scientist or a governor? I'm not saying we need to elect a scientist, but shouldn't we elect someone who believes in science? Shouldn't we elect someone who believes in when there's a distinct amount of people a distinct amount of scholars, a distinct amount of experts who say, this is what's happening. Shouldn't we then go, yeah, I think that's right. Based on that, that's right. 97, I believe it's 97, but it's probably fucking higher now. 97% of climate scientists believe climate change ha is happening and is man-made. It's man-made. So, there's no question about it anymore. Why are we asking questions about it anymore? The, I understand, like, which specific things are we doing? Can we stop? That makes sense. But to say we shouldn't stop anything is insane. Scott Wagner... Scott Wagner is a man who literally does not care about any sort of facts. He's not caring about what's going on specifically um, in regards to the environment. He's not caring about that. He does not care. That's not important because he has donors that can bridge that gap in finances for him. Which is very important. There are people in this, in our political system, which I agree sucks, but there are people in this specific political system that can pay a person enough that they don't care. And they should. Scott Wagner is not the choice for. Pennsylvania governor. He's just not. He doesn't have the scruples for it. He doesn't have any sort of backbone. Give him some money. If you're in the fossil fuel industry, give him some money. He will not care. That's a problem. I'm not saying... Tom Wolf is perfect. I think Tom Wolf was a great governor, personally. And this is, once again, this is uh, coming from a... I'm, I will admit where I'm partisan. Tom Wolf was a, great was a great governor. I didn't vote for him in the primary when he, when he ran. I, I like that about myself. I like that, I like that about people that I, that I vote for in the, in the uh, general election that proved me wrong. I like when I vote for someone who I'm like, I don't, I'm given my options, I'm giving you the best option, and 
I don't know, and we're gonna. F we're, I think that this is my best option, and let's see. And then they proved me right that they were my best option. Tom Wolf was not my option in the primary when he ran, but he damn sure will be my candidate when I vote. And the Democrats really need to stop this. They need to stop this nonsense of purity tests. And I don't think they're Democratic enough. There are some Democrats that aren't Democratic enough. That's true. Dan Lipinski in Illinois, a House candidate who voted against the ACA and who constantly is voting with Republicans on things. Those are actual people that you really shouldn't be promoting. But for the most part, Democrats are actually a party that does their best to make it so that people can have a chance. And I I don't I don't like being a part of like the um, well you're just in the party system. I understand. And that's fine. I understand wholeheartedly people are completely uh, dissuaded by parties. And they want specific, they want specific people. And they, if they don't get those specific people, they're not going to do it. But it's honestly really important. It's really important. It's incredibly important to step out and say, you know, I may not agree with everything that Bernie Sanders stands for. I may not agree with everything that Hillary Clinton stands for or... I may not agree with everything that Denny Wolf from the uh, 9th district, district of Pennsylvania stands for, or I may not agree with everything that um, Alexandria, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez stands for in, the New, in New York. I may not agree with everything they stand for, but I understand where I am right now. I understand that We're not getting anywhere unless Democrats control the House and the Senate and state legislatures in this country. We're, we're where we were. Not where we were in the sense that we're where we were, where um, we were gaining jobs and showing social groups that we cared about them. We're where we were when we were like, you know what? As long as I'm making money, who the fuck cares? And you know what? You're not making more money. Republicans, this is a this is an important point. You're not making more money. You're just discriminating against more people. Which is insane to me. It's nuts. Come on. Step up and do the right thing. Stop. Stop letting the Steve Kings get into Congress. Steve King, the guy who says that, well, there are Mexicans coming over the side of the border with cantaloupes. Sorry. Uh, thighs the side of cantaloupes. Because they're carrying drugs. People like this need to stop. It needs to stop. It needs to stop now.
there's no there's no way that it's okay for this to keep happening and there's only one way to stop that from from continuing to happen that's my voting which brings me to the last point because I'm kind of drunk and I stayed on task real well thank you all very much <laughs> but my last my last point and it's going to be a really short one because it's incredibly pertinent it's pertinent it is unbelievable honestly it's unbelievably important the important of non-presidential elections there's a poll out that said that it was like 28% of young people think it's important to vote in non-presidential elections. Uh, 28%, no, sorry. 20% of, of young people said that this was, they're going to vote in this election. Why? Why? On what planet is that an okay thing? On what planet is sitting at home on your hands an okay thing? There is none. Step up. Step up and get out there. Vote. Vote for the candidate that you accept. I I don't like that a lot of my friends, not a lot of my friends, sorry, but a lot of people that I know voted for Jill Stein. Voted for a third party candidate that had no chance. I didn't like a lot that a lot of people that I knew voted for Gary Johnson, a fucking guy who literally didn't understand the complexities of the Middle East. And then we have Jill Stein who believes Wi-Fi is giving us all cancer. <laughs> but I respect their right to do so, and I respect it way more that they went out and stepped up and voted then when we have people who decide that voting isn't important, why would I vote? Why would I, why would I take my time to do that? Well, Al Gore wasn't the president because of 537 votes in Florida. It's important. It's important. It's an incredibly important thing to do. I don't like that I'm being this serious, but it is. There are elections down ballot that, that are incredibly important. Your state legislature is important, regardless of what state you're in. I'm assuming Pennsylvania because you're listening to this, but if you're not, your state legislature is important. Your state Supreme Court is important. Your, your local elections are important. If you don't step up and vote, you can't complain when nonsense figures like President Trump or Representative Steve King step out and speak for you. Because they've they've made they've got they have that right now. They have that right to speak for you. Because they went out and voted. 
and they got people to vote for them. Don't don't let that happen. Get out, vote, make your voice heard. At least when you're complaining about how your voice didn't work, because I live in I live in a rural district in Pennsylvania. I understand that I'm probably looking at a Republican as a representative. That's not going to stop me from stepping out and voting. That's not going to stop me from stepping out, making my voice heard, and voting for someone who I think will be better than the person they have up. Because the person they have up is ridiculous. Also, he doesn't live in the fucking district that I live in, which is nuts. But we got to stop with this complaining about it and doing nothing about it. That's got to stop immediately. It's incredibly important to step up, make your voice heard, get noticed. Get your candidate noticed. Get in a, speci in a specific position where you can enact change. Your ch change doesn't get there if you don't do it. It's the same as... I, 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 I'm going to harken back to like Occupy Wall Street. Occupy Wall Street was amazing. In some senses. They stole the news headlines. They were loud. They were ready. They were all up in this. They were about the issues that we agreed upon. They were about income inequality. They were about people not being able to afford housing. They were about... The fact that the banks took advantage of all of us and fucked us. But you know what they weren't about? Getting elected. And that's a huge problem. Because they weren't about getting elected. They weren't about making sure that their voice was heard. Their, they had a stamp on the legislature of the United States... For the time coming. You know who did? The Tea Party. The Tea Party still has people in party. The Tea Party still has people in the ranks of the Republican Party who keep it their life's mission to limit government, take funds away from people who need the funds, to try to dismantle everything that the union was built upon. They keep doing it. They don't care because they shouldn't have to because they fucking did the work and got elected. That's why I'm proud of the DSA, the Democratic Socialists of America, who's... They're, they're, they may be... I Honestly, I'm not sure if there are people to the left of me, but maybe they are. But they keep putting up candidates that they believe in, and those candidates win. It's not just like a, a protest where they're just like, we just want to do this. and no. They get up there and they want to win elections. Uh, winning elections is incredibly important. It's, uh, it's insanely important. Because you don't get to enact change if you're not winning. If you're not winning an election, you're not... If you're not... A, if, you're, if, you're, if you say, I just want Congress to hear me. 
I don't want to make it... I don't want to go into legislatively making any changes. I just want Congress to hear me. They're not going to... They're going to listen to you. That's important. They're not going to listen to you. The Civil Rights Movement was very important because we had a lot of people who marched on the steps of everyone's doors to make sure that they can do it. But we also had people getting elected to make sure that action got legislated. People need to vote and people need to step up and run for office. I think it's very important that people make sure that they're going to run for office or support good candidates that run for office. Support people that want to make a change in the world. That want to make a change in the country. That want to make a change in Washington. That want to make a change in Harrisburg. That want to make a change in every aspect of life, including your local elections, and your national. It's just, if you don't, you're not doing it right. If you don't, you're just bitching in a microphone with no one around to hear. <laughs> and on that, I'm going to end this episode of Alcoholics. I really want to thank everyone who um, spent the time to listen to this dreary dreadful episode uh thank you so much and um go vote go vote